some Legend of Zelda hot takes, a trip through the first 10, 11-ish years of Nintendo, and we talk about Super Mario Bros. 2 on the NES and on the Nintendo Switch Online service. Let's do some Nintendo therapy. <laughs> Episode 16 of Nintendo Therapy, a show about the latest Nintendo news and rumors, as well as a celebration of all things Nintendo. I am Kevin, and with me this week is Sean and Harrison. How you doing, guys? Hey. I'm good. Hey, we're back. It's the week. <laughs> oh, yeah, Finally it's the week here. of the Zelda. By the time people are hearing this, they have Zelda, or they went to the store and it was sold out and they refused to buy digital. But or yeah, you're some out. of the people who have it already and probably already tried to speed run it. <laughs> well, could also be ho true. hopefully we give you a good podcast to listen to while you explore that new slash familiar map of Hyrule. And that's actually something Harrison uh, brought up that we should talk about this week is uh, I think we can jump straight into it as Harrison had the good ideas. This is a good week for us to all give our Zelda hot takes. If everyone brought a hot take to the luncheon today. I did. I, I, I did. mean, I mean, we're a podcast and like what's a podcast without having our, our, our hot takes every once in a while. So I, uh, Kevin, are you the biggest Zelda person? Because if so, you should start this segment. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say Zelda is definitely one of my biggest franchises. I've beaten each game multiple times. So it's like, it's the thing I, Zelda and Final Fantasy are like my two biggest video game things. So uh, this is all coming from a place of love. I want to... <laughs> maybe mitigate some of the the feedback i might get by saying that but my hot take and this might be blasphemy on the release day of tears of the kingdom that this episode goes up is i wish they did an original zelda game instead of doing tears of the kingdom now i'm saying that having not played it yet but uh i I saw Breath of the Wild like a lot of Zelda fans did as like a separate thing. Like I enjoy it. I love it. But it didn't feel much like Zelda to me. Uh, I understand there's stuff in Tears of the Kingdom that are leaning more in that direction. But man, if you look at some of the tech demos they did back like the Wii U tech demo they did um, where he fought that spider and it looked more like a traditional Zelda. I'd love a game that looked like that and was more just traditional Zelda. And unfortunately, the last time we got something like that, it was like Skyward Sword. So I wish we would, I, I'm, it's been long enough for them to, for a traditional Zelda game to be like a return at this point, because it's been like 10 years. I uh, humbly and unabashedly disagree with you, sir. I'm very, very excited for Tears of the Kingdom. Well, I'm not saying I'm not. That's why I, I prefaced it with that. I am excited for Tears of the Kingdom. It's just I'm excited for it like I would be excited for, like, I don't know, any other franchise out there. See, but it doesn't but he, feel he, like a Zelda to me. Here's the difference. 
you guys played Breath of the Wild way more than I did. So because I didn't spend as much time in it, I'm excited to do all that in this one. I want a boomerang, so, Sean. Well, maybe there's a boomerang or maybe you well, can I make get, a boomerang. There are boomerangs in uh, Breath of the Wild too, but like not like traditional boomerangs. Just like it's like a gimmick and it's like, I don't know. Um, I want... I right. want my dungeons. I want it. There's just something about the art style of a Zelda game that this kind of feels different. I don't know. I want to be, I want like a Tomb Raider Zelda, like where you're exploring the tombs and finding all kinds of cool, creepy stuff from the past. So yeah. he, he, here's my hot take as to the, the other reason I'm excited. This one more so than. Well, probably because it didn't exist yet, but this has a lot of Elden Ring vibes to me, which I really like because the way they did the exploration in that game is amazing and has a lot of those things you love. So I, I think they're going to bring some of that to Tears of the Kingdom. So I'm really looking forward to, oh, oh, wait, I'm in a dungeon. Oh, awesome. So I'm, I'm looking forward to just stumbling into things. So, so your hot take is you're you're looking forward to the game. Yeah, because like I said, I <laughs> I didn't spend as much time with Breath of the Wild as everybody right. else did. I I got it like five months after launch and everything, and like it's one of the games I regret buying the DLC because I never went and did it, and everyone's like, "Yeah, it's not that good." So, for me, this it. is like. Well, everyone if, said it reminded it me was. a little bit of Metal Gear Solid when you had to sneak around with that weapon that like one shotted people, but you had to be all stealthy. Like, 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 like the oh, DLC, I mean, like the the DLC, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the motorcycle being like, oh, by the time you get it, it doesn't matter, and you know, that it's just challenges, it doesn't really add much to the game. But I think because I didn't have that initial experience, because I admit I took a little while to get a switch because I was sore about the Wii U. For me, this is like 2017, I guess, for me. So I'm excited. I, I was late as well. And even when I got Breath of the Wild at first, I, 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 really, I really didn't like that game when I first got it because I didn't, I didn't get it. Like, I, I didn't understand it at first. And, thank, and yep. I, just, I just thank God that like, like I took the time to to try and play it and try to, to discover it on my own because um, I'm sure there's plenty of games out there that I would I would really enjoy if I took the time but it's it might never happen or it might be years down the road um, so so yeah I I think I think all of our hot takes today are are kind of related to each other because um I, okay so I would like to serve up maybe the most normie hot take uh, of the day i think and so here's mine it's also breath of the wild related um i think this and this is related to a lot of the things that we'll see on like reddit or facebook or just different nintendo groups like it or not yep. uh breath of the wild was a necessary game in the series and it if you don't think it's the most important I, I think that's totally fine. It's totally debatable, but I think it's 
a game that needs to be respected in the series. Um, I think we talked last time, uh, there have been over 30 million copies of this game between the two systems. And that is more than double Ocarina of Time. And numbers don't mean everything. I mean, of course, more people play games and more people have access to games than ever before. Um, But I think that Breath of the Wild has been a great gateway into the Zelda series. And in my opinion, and it's always been my opinion, is that if it's something that you like, if it's something that you enjoy, something that you care about, it's something that you should try and share with others as well. Um, And there's two criticisms I would give for people who like to criticize or like to troll about this game um one i encourage people not to gatekeep first off like oh yeah if you you were someone who was who is older has been a zelda fan and someone else plays breath of the wild and it's the first zelda game that's that's great yeah they're playing it because because (laughs) now because now they're getting introduced to something that that you like and the same they're supporting the thing you like so that the companies will make more of the thing you like i i don't understand i, I think either. to yeah. go with that and i completely agree harrison is i think because so many people tried breath of the wild who maybe didn't try a zelda game that's why link's awakening on switch also did so well because it was like hey here's a traditional zelda all right, let's check that out so i, I yeah i completely agree with you well exactly and and the second part and I'm almost done is like, it's, I think it's also, I'm using a lot of buzzwords today. It's also the, the the gaslighting that happens within this community as well of like, and here's the thing, like one of the, one of the most popular hipster banter, whatever we call it is I liked it before it was cool and directly related to that. And this is a trope I've been thinking about a lot this week. It is, um it's now it's popular so it sucks it's popular now yeah so it sucks and guys it's just not true and i don't know where it comes from and i'll leave my point with a little bit of confusion because everything (laughs) everything that i like whether it's nba basketball whether it's whether it's video games whether it's whether it's writing i want to share that with as many people as possible and if you like something years after me i think that's great you know yeah so 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 that's it i don't know if you guys can relate i don't know if there's there's ever been a time where you like something and you were like huh, well i've liked that for years you know i just that's so it. yeah it's kind of relevant we were talking about it before we started recording i was so happy when kevin said he went to evil dead rise he hadn't seen one yet that's one of my favorite horror series right like i said that that's a rough one to start with i think but i was so i happy. find like i find that it happens to me with music the most is and again not trying to sound like a hipster i won't name any specific bands but there will be bands that like i liked it before it was popular and i don't get mad that they're popular now you know i mean if the music changes that's another thing but like i'm happy that they can you know keep getting supported because that's means now they're less likely to break up and they're more likely to make more music like yeah like 
bands get labeled as selling out for stuff like that and it's like okay they, you know that they're trying to make money like of every band is trying to make money they're not selling out by by uh getting more fans i think i think this happens because music is an extremely extremely powerful medium in, in mm-hmm. our in artistic space i mean fans of musical artists are crazier than anyone else I, I i swear to god like the fandom is very very intense but two things there one we don't know those musical artists i mean maybe you do but you probably don't and second oh i've got a i've got a side tangent that you just reminded and, me of and, where and, it's yeah it, it's it, it it goes along with what you just said is yeah we don't know those artists and i i have to say there's something i've noticed lately where when music artists post on instagram or something like a picture with their family i always find it super weird and i don't understand why because i don't get that same feeling if like an actor or like some other famous person does it but it's always like if a rock star is like hey it's my kid's birthday i'm like you don't have kids you're a god what are you talking about right like uh that you put them on this like un like unattainable platform it's, but go go ahead it's it's the, it's the projection of it and you said you said like like selling out which i think i i really wish some people would just get over that idea um i i read i read this book by hugh mcloyd recently he's a blogger cartoonist and he has a whole chapter talking about how selling out is extremely difficult like if you ever get to a point in your life where you can sell out you worked you most likely you worked really hard to get there and you and then you made a choice for yourself and that's it um so 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 yeah i um i i think like if, if breath of the wild if this game is pandering to the base or selling out or whatever it might be um this game has got more people involved with the zelda series and uh oh last week or last episode we did like earthworm gym and we talked about how like it's not popping it's like there's no reason why people jump into this game but there's millions of reasons to play an old mario game or an old zelda game um and i've played old, older zelda games since breath of the wild well to clarify my hot take a little more again it's not that i'm not gonna love tears of the kingdom it's just i feel like I feel like um, Link Between Worlds, like everybody gives Breath of the Wild credit for it, like it broke the Zelda formula and it did so many things different. And and I feel like Link Between Worlds did an equally good job of breaking the Zelda formula, but while still feeling like a Zelda game. And I'd like to see something on the scope of Tears of the Kingdom that has the Zelda feel that link between worlds has if that makes any sense like that's what i wish this project looked more like well my my prediction for you was that i thought you were going to have a zelda timeline hot take um i i don't know if that's uh a hot take as much as like i just wish uh yeah my my timeline hot take is just don't pay attention to it it doesn't matter whether it's real or not, it doesn't matter. Right, and I thought um, that that might might be what you bring up, um, especially with this new game. I thought about up. it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I thought about it, and that I I definitely feel like the Zelda timeline has lots of errors in it, and the the geography of Hyrule changes a lot, and it's just like it's it's better if you just see it as like a loose continuity, almost like a show like The Simpsons, where it's yeah. like every now and then they will reference something that happened in the past, but sometimes it's like it never did, but sometimes it like it did happen, something like that. It's like Seinfeld. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. L- l- a lot of TV shows have a loose continuity yeah. like that. Yeah, I- I've always thought Zelda was like Seinfeld. <laughs> What's the deal with the Octoroks? They're not rocks. They're not octopuses. Um. But uh, anyway, we got some hot takes here on the Reddit. Uh, thread that I made to ask other people their Zelda hot takes. So let me find some of these. Let's see. A lot of people saying Ocarina of Time is overrated. That's kind of a hot take. I, I'm not sure how hot that take is anymore, though. It, it, it's, it's still, I think it's still one of the controversial ones because it's a game that so many people have nostalgia for. So at the same time, there's contrarians that are like, oh, I've never played the game, but it sucks, you know. All right, here's here's one that we can discuss. Water Temple and Great Bay Temple are some of the best dungeons in the series. I'm going to say... What's the Great Bay Temple from? Majora's Mask. It's the Water Temple of okay. Majora's That's Mask. That's why I don't know that. So I'm going to hard disagree on this. I'm not saying... Here's the, here's my take on the Water Temple. It's not as bad as people say, but it's also not one of the best dungeons in the series. <laughs> like, it's it's somewhere in the middle of those two thoughts. Um, I personally, like, the, the legendary badness of the Water Temple was something I didn't even know about until the internet age. Back in 1998, yeah. I... I don't remember if I had like the Nintendo Power Players Guide or what, but like I never remembered being bothered by the um the Water Temple. But I I didn't love it either. It was just another temple. Yeah, I I'd, I'd say it's a it's a it's a good temple with a for the time interesting idea on how to traverse it and kind of a disappointing boring boss at the end. I was listening to, and this is going to relate back. It's going to sound like a tangent, but it loops back, I promise. <laughs> I was listening to another Nintendo podcast today talk about Jet Force Gemini. And in Jet Force Gemini, they were talking about how insane what you have to do to finish that game is. Like, there are these creatures, think of them like the Koroks in Zelda. You have to find so many of these things. It's like 300 of them, I think, they were talking about on the podcast. And you basically have to do a perfect run of each level to save them all because you don't get to, like, reset the data or anything. If any of them die or you miss them, you have to start back at the beginning of the level and redo it. And it's it's a crazy pain. And it sounds insane, right? And I remember listening to this podcast and being like, I don't remember that being that hard. But I know for a fact, because you have to do this to finish Jet Force Gemini. It doesn't let you go to the end boss unless you find them all. And I'm like, I remember beating that as a kid. And I like, I remember the end boss. I remember what it is. And I don't remember ever feeling like that was a hassle. But the way video game playing has changed over the years. And 
to loop this back to the water temple, I don't ever remember changing the boots in Ocarina of Time as being a hassle. That's just how games worked back then. So it like, wasn't something I was like, oh, I got to keep pausing and changing the boots. Uh. So yeah, that's how I, I looped th- that I think around. it's just partly that we, I guess, grew up in a naive time of video games, if that makes sense, because there wasn't the internet and there wasn't like, you know, it was like word of mouth and stuff. So like if you were stuck on the water temple and someone else knew how to do it, like, oh, did you try this or this? You know, it, it wasn't a... Uh, oh my god so i did the water temple and it's really annoying <laughs> i don't know i i don't remember ever having that conversation even in games about games that i was not good at as a kid like i don't remember, oh oh man super ghouls and ghosts oh i just i don't know i don't remember that being my frame of mind at the time yeah it just perseverance i think i mean uh especially if that was like your like your game for the week like if you uh like went to blockbuster and and, and like that was it for i i don't know I, I i think at least for me i think that's like like now if i really get stuck and i'm and i'm not feeling it i can just i'll just look it up or i'll just move on to something else but yeah i, th- I think back then i was much more like i got to I gotta finish it because if not, then then what else do I do? So here's another Reddit hot take. Wind Waker suffers the empty overworld issues as well as is horrible to do everything in. <laughs> I think I think the pace of the game is much better until the Triforce quest, but I would still rather do it than be stopped every five minutes like in Twilight Princess. That they go, they write a lot, but um, <laughs> here, here, here's how I view that. This is this ties into something I've always said about those two games. I feel like they're a yin and a yang, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Whereas mm. every time I start a playthrough of them, I feel like Twilight Princess takes forever to get going. Like you spend mm. so much time in that first town, yeah. Right? But once you're going, it's a really good game, and I feel like Wind Waker has the opposite problem where at the end of the game there's so many fetch quests and so much just clearly just padding and padding and padding that it takes forever to get to ganon at the very end and i feel like like they're they're unbalanced in opposite ways both those games i'd agree with that i i would agree with their take that wind waker has kind of an empty open world but it kind of works with the story the Zelda so. art book mentions that they that there were two dungeons that didn't make it into that game because of time constraints. Oh, yeah. And you, so that you, would have been nice to see those. That at the time you were like, oh, maybe those be in Wind Waker HD. And they're not. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> of course, of, of that would have been nice. But yeah, that the remnants of those dungeons are, and it's been a while since I've done a playthrough, but there's like one island that you go to to get the iron boots, which takes like two minutes, and it's likely those would have been a, a dungeon item in like a full dungeon. And what's the other one? There's like an ice island. I forget what you get. Yeah, there. yeah. You can go to both. I'm yeah. assuming, yeah, that those would have been where they would have been. Yeah. The ice island would have been like a full dungeon too, yeah. But overall, because I'm crazy, Wind Waker is 
it's right now still my favorite 3D Zelda. So I really like that. It's thing. in my top three, probably. That that's like my favorite end fight with Ganon. I don't know. I I like a lot of. It has some issues, but overall, I think it's a pretty solid entry. Well, shout out to that person because I I really like I really like that take. I because I think that's something that we see in quite a few Nintendo games, and I've even heard this criticism with Breath of the Wild. Like I've heard people say, like, "Oh, I wish after you beat the game, you could restart and not have to do the Great Plateau." Like even that. That's another mm. hot take in here. Another one, one real quick. One of these hot takes is that they think the Zelda series should have more end game content after you finish the game. Really? <laughs> aren't are for I, me? They're they're the side quests. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I I could see in Breath of the Wild, yeah, but I don't know about the the linear ones necessarily. I found it. Here it is. Uh, Zelda games need post-game content. I always hated when games don't let you save after finishing the final boss. Even if the boss is still there, the game should set a flag, let you do something else to explore the world and side quests with. Um, This is something I do remember bringing up as like a teenager, being like, I wish games let you save after you beat the final boss and like the people in the town like talk to you as if you saved the world. Like that would be cool. That's very true. Pokemon. Pokemon does that sometimes, where the, after you beat the Elite Four, they'll refer, refer to you as like a Pokemon, Pokemon Master or whatever. It, I mean, it's very true. I mean, the first time I beat Breath of the Wild, I thought, I thought what happened? And all, all you get is a star? Like, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 that's like that you did a good job on your assignment? I mean... Um, I'm a bigger fan of New Game Plus now. Like, I love when yeah. games will let you start over with all the stuff you accomplished or or like uh let you start at level 99 or whatever like i love just plowing through things adding adding a prestige system and and i'm I'm pretty sure this Mm. is one of the reason why why roguelites are so popular these days it's like it's like okay you try Mm -hmm. and you die you get more powerful you get more powerful in the game you die you get more powerful outside of the game like i think I, I I think there's a, a very logical uh, loop to that, and, and and if you have the DLC for Breath of the Wild, you already have the uh, what's it called the intense mode, the uh, the harder mode. Oh, the yeah, w- w- whatever whatever the hard mode is in that game. So uh, I, I agree with that take 100. percent All right, last one I'll read here. This guy's got a lot of good ideas. Um, on the show bro i should have been reading their names but uh <laughs> ocarina of time should have had a temple of light as soon as you get the third spiritual stone you get way too much all at once and child adult dungeon oh a child ad- slash adult dungeon like the spirit temple or under the well the shadow temple uh should have been the way you get the master sword and the song of time should have been how you switch between ages wow so that's something um, I don't think the Nintendo 64 was capable of, which is why they force you to warp to the Temple of Time every time you want to change the timeline. But I agree, if if it was possible, just like in A Link to the Past, all you have to do is equip the mirror and press the button. Um, yeah. 
you should have been able to just play the song and switch the time period right where you were standing. Right. That would have been cool. But I don't know if it was possible. It, it could have been possible At, in, in the remake, though, possibly. But Yeah. Uh, At one point in the development, uh, I think the one of the medallions might have done it that you get from finishing the temple because those all had abilities early on, and they switched those. They, they ended up, uh, you know, trashing that idea for making the songs do things. Yeah. Uh, but you can like the, the development of Ocarina of time. I've always found fascinating because like you can see now that people have hacked the game. So, so much of what they were doing and like, you can see early screenshots in magazines from the time. And I remember seeing the forest medallion equipped to a C button and being like, what does it do? And years later, they answered, uh, well, some of them warped you, but we changed it so that the ocarina uh, gave you a song that would warp you. But like uh, originally, like, I guess you'd equip the forest medallion and it would warp you to the forest temple. Um, the fire medallion uh, used to do what Din's fire does, which is why that symbol is in the shadow temple. When you go there, it's got the fire medallion symbol on the place where you're supposed to use Din's fire. Um, uh... So yeah, there's some trivia for you. Way to go, Reddit! Like, like some, like some <laughs> of you guys should be on this show. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I'll reach out to some of them. I think one of them did say they were available. <laughs> so heard that. You know, everyone heard always, that one before. Yeah, always exactly. Room for more. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Let me see here. So. I think that's all the hot takes we got. Um, like to move on to the other activity and uh, hold on. This is the one thing I didn't get queued up here. Um, I want to be sure I credit the right account. So I got this idea from an account on YouTube called Nintendo hero. And what they did was they went through every year of Nintendo, their first, um their first party releases like like stuff that was released by nintendo each year and they picked their favorite so i thought it'd be a cool thing for us to do uh maybe just go 10 year increments that's all i did um and like <laughs> and like next week we'll pick up where we left off because i'm sure there'll be enough to discuss but let's uh let's jump right in here so 1985 first nintendo year We've got Super Mario Brothers slash Duck Hunt, Ice Climber, Tennis, Wild Gunman, Wrecking Crew, Golf, Excite Bike, Pinball, and Hogan's Alley. I did cure. I should say I did curate this list. There's stuff that I didn't put on here because I'm like, no one's ever gonna pick it. Like, there's no Virtual Boy games on this list. Um, and um. And yeah, there's there's some really interesting years in here. But yeah, let's 1985. I mean, Think, is anyone going with not Super Mario Brothers? Well, I'm going with Ice Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> uh, going with that one. Well, uh, but 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 I'll just add my second would be baseball because as I've said in the past, that's a that's my most played 1985 game outside of. Mario Brothers. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, it's either that or Excite Bike for my most played from that year, but I'm definitely picking Super Mario Brothers for 1985. So that one's unanimous. Okay. 1986. Balloon Fight. Donkey. These all got released probably the same day. Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong 3 all came out that year. Uh, Mario Brothers, like the arcade one. Yep. Popeye. Oh, I forgot to say at the beginning of this. So the the only kind of rule I have in here is I didn't include any re-releases or remakes. Right. So like when you if you want to pick Wind Waker, you can't like wait for Wind Waker HD. It's not going to be on here. But anyway, uh, Mario Bros, Popeye, Gumshoe, Metroid. Uh, I put Donkey Kong Jr. for this year. Really? Interesting. I, I I wanted to put Balloon Fight, but I don't know. It's it's not a very big year for me. Um, but yeah, I, maybe the most hours is Balloon Fight, but I put Donkey Kong Jr. I don't know. No, I I went with OG Donkey Kong. <laughs> so we all have a different answer because I'm going, and this might be recency bias because I've been obsessed with the series lately. I'm going with Metroid. Okay. All right. I mean, it's this. I know that first game hasn't aged perfectly, but like, I love the music in that game and I love the overall like feeling of isolation it gives. And you remember the, the website screw attack that was super popular. Like every time I hear the Metroid that like beep, boop, beep, boop thing i i always think that's of what them. you think of yeah <laughs> uh so everyone's different for 86 87 kid icarus the legend of zelda punch out pro wrestling soccer and volleyball sock and boppers <laughs> chris what are you doing or, sorry, not Chris. Kevin. <laughs> Chris isn't here today. Chris um, isn't here today. Kevin, what did you put? <laughs> <laughs> um, as tempting as Punch Out is, I'm I, I'm going with the Legend of Zelda, and I I feel like recently people have started to turn on this game. I've seen a lot of takes online of people people being like it hasn't aged well, and it you know it it's super difficult and this and that, but. I always, I still play this game. I love this game. And it's not just because Tears of the Kingdom's coming out. So Categories. I, yeah. Good God. It's always one of them. <laughs> My favorite game is... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a very good game, Boots. Um, I went with Punch-Out just because I enjoy that one the most out of the stuff that came out that year. Uh, yes, I, I also have to go with Punch Out. Uh, by far, my most hours of any of these games, and uh, Zelda was more of a game I played uh, later on. Like I mentioned, uh, I played it in like Animal Crossing. I played it on Virtual Console, so I'm going. I'm going to go with Punch Out. No, that's actually one of the NES games I remember playing with Zelda. Uh, I played it at my neighbors a lot. I do think. Well, we'll get to this in the next year, but I I think. Yeah, next year, 1988. <laughs> Ice Hockey, Donkey Kong Classics, uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, 
The Legend of uh, Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link. And I and I I'll tell my story. And here. Oh, go I, ahead. I, I would say I, I went with the uh, the spotlight game for for today. So I went with okay Mario Brothers two, and then I I have to mention RBI Baseball because again that's that's probably my most hours of any of these games. So out of those, I'd go with Ice Hockey because that's the one I played the most and I enjoyed the most. So. <laughs> Well, I don't think I'm going to pick every Zelda game, but I'm picking Zelda again because to tie in with what I was saying a second ago, I do remember playing Legend of Zelda on the NES, but I think I played Adventure of Link more. I have a really strong nostalgic connection to that game. It's a good game. So we're all different again. Okay, 1989. This is when the Game Boy came out. So we get a lot of Game Boy games. They they took it easy on the NES this year, I guess, to, to promote that thing. Uh, we've got Alleyway, Baseball, Super Mario Land, Tennis, Tetris, To the Earth, which I didn't know what this was, so I looked it up. And I can't tell if I remember this game or if the cover is just so generic that it feels like something from that time that I would, would, <laughs> would remember, but... It's like a, a shooting, shooting space shooter game. Um, Short Order slash Explode, which was a trackpad game on the NES. And that's it for that year. Interesting. So a lot of Game Boy stuff. I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. I mean, Tetris got to be one of the best games of all time. Like, so addicting so timeless everlasting gotta be tetris right i so for for 89 i did put uh john elway football just to just just to be different just to throw it out there i (laughs) i did i did play that game a ton as a kid and uh it's it's way too easy it's like because i also it's the same year as tecmo bowl and that game is also way too easy like it's it's just way too much too much offense but uh no uh teenage mutant ninja turtles isn't that 89 uh it is, that's but it's not, not, a, not a first not party a first game party. yeah it's not nintendo oh, yeah okay and i don't think i would have picked that anyway so. <laughs> <laughs> okay 1990 now we're in the 90s Super Mario Brothers yeah. 3, Dr. Mario on both NES and Game Boy, Golf on Game Boy, Star Tropics on NES, and Play Action Football on Game Boy. So these are Nintendo's releases. Um, another obvious year, I think. Mm, yeah, we're all going I'm Super Mario go Brothers with 3. Dr. Mario. <laughs> are you? Are you? Really? Yeah. I am. I stand by that. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone in the world that would go Star Tropics, by the way, too. That game has like a crazy oh, yeah. cult following, but I am not in the cult. Not in that cult. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> You're in a cult. But, uh, yeah, sorry. I mean, yeah, I Dr. Mario is good, but it's just like, it's. It's the year after Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, just 89 and 90. I, Sean was just all into the puzzle games. All right, 1991. Now we're looking at some Super Nintendo. So now we're supporting three systems. We got Super Nintendo, Game Boy, and NES is still out there. So we got Super Mario World, F1 Race, the prequel, F0. <laughs> um, I should, oh, I should say F1 Race was on Game Boy, F0, Super Mario World, Super Nintendo, Pilot Wings, Super Nintendo, NES Open Tournament Golf, NES. Kid Icarus of Myths and Monsters for Game Boy and Metroid 2 Return of Samus on Game Boy. I have to say, I'm not picking it, but I threw F-Zero on the other day on the the Switch um, online. And yeah. man, that game, like, I have a lot of nostalgia for that game too. Like, the, the music hit me like... I don't know. That's like up there with like Mega Man music. It's got such good music in that game. But uh, obvious choice is Super Mario World. So by our recency bias, I'm going to go with NES Open Tournament Golf. (laughs) You're just being contrarian now. There's no way you're picking Open Tournament Golf over Super Mario World for your favorite game of 91. It's it's, it's, it's fine. Sean, Sean, it's fine. Pick whatever you want. This is your list. 30, 38, soon to be 39-year-old me. Yeah, it's going with golf. So. You're not going to make it to 39 if you keep making these picks. <laughs> um, so I, so I also I, – I did write down open tournament, but um, I, I, but I have but, – but I want to ask though because – This podcast is wait, over. I, <laughs> but I want to make sure because I already messed up once today is – where in time in, is Carmen San Diego? Is that a Nintendo exclusive? It's Konami. So it's, I think it was only Nintendo because that's my pick. Okay. Where in time <laughs> is Carmen San Diego? So we can all be different. You know, maybe, maybe Super Mario World wasn't that great that year. I don't know. Wait, I, that's. <laughs> I'm living in a madhouse over here. I mean, one of the best games Nintendo has ever made, (laughs) and I'm the only one picking it. Well, I I thought I thought we would pick some like ones that we played a lot because I mean I did have that on my list, but I also had like games like uh, like Wayne Gretzky hockey for 1991, like games I just played a lot that year. Like I don't know. I brought you guys here to defend me against these people, and the only one on my side is the blood-sucking lawyer. <laughs> I think it's a... Okay, 1992. Oh, go ahead. All good games. I'm ready. 92. 92. Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins on Game Boy. Super Mario Kart on Super Nintendo. Super Soccer on Super Nintendo. Kirby's Dream Land on Game Boy. The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past on Super Nintendo, Yoshi on Game Boy, Battle Clash on Super Nintendo. So I guess the NES is done. Um just, almost. So do yeah. you want to oh, kick nope, me off? Oh no, there's an NES game next year. Yeah. Never mind. Do, do you want to kick me off now or <laughs> I honestly don't know what I'm going with here because I love oh, oh A Link yeah? to the Past. I love A Link to the Past. It is one of my favorite games, but I do 
I do get the feels when I play six golden coins, but six golden coins is really short. I played it recently on the switch shot, like when they first dropped those game boy games. And I feel like I finished it in like two days. Like it's really short. Um, and I wasn't playing marathon sessions. I was playing like casual sessions. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with A Link to the Past. I know I'm not going to pick every Zelda game, even though so far I have, but the, those first, like, five Zelda games are all just flawless. To me. So, so, so Sean, what is it? Super oh, Mario okay. Kart. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was going to be something <laughs> controversial, like something something way more. The, the To this day, that's my favorite Mario Kart. So there are days that it's mine too. Like I, I go back and forth between that and Mario Kart 64. After that, Mario Kart got too complicated for me. I've played them all, but uh yeah, it's it's either that or 64. Like I can't decide. It's not a bad pick. Yeah. I there's something adorable about those sprites. Like they're flat and like I don't know, there's something really cool about the art style of that game. What's your pick? Harrison? I'm going Link to the Past, and it's it, it's most likely because yeah. we played it recently. Um, yeah. Again, I enjoyed the heck out of it playing it this time, and you know all that. But Mario Kart's got a little edge. I mean, Mario Kart's a great pick. I mean, we could. I mean, we could have. I think a big debate on what the like most important game of this year would be. You know, because. That could be it. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I think it's well, more fun to go yeah. with your favorites, though. Yeah, you know, exactly. M- That's when you Kart. get crazy picks like open tournament golf over Super Mario World. You got it. But Mario Kart led to uh, you know the current generation of you have to own Mario Kart Eight in order to even turn your Switch on. I didn't realize until I made this list that F-Zero came out before Mario Kart, which I guess makes sense because F-Zero doesn't even have a two-player mode, which is crazy. But uh, Yeah, I always thought that was weird. All right. 1993. There's not a lot this year. Nintendo took it easy this year. And unless you can... I, I will admit, I did notice like some glaring omissions when I was using this source to make this list. Yeah. Um, like, I'll just say it. Like they didn't have the first uh, Mario galaxy game listed. And I was like, well, I got to look up what year that came out now. Cause that's definitely in there. But, um, but yeah, so if I'm missing anything, leave a comment below, like Harrison said last episode. Um, but all, all this said for 93, uh, was Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on Game Boy, Star Fox on the Super Nintendo, and Kirby's Adventure on the original Nintendo. Uh, I'd go with Star Fox. Those are some solid games. Um, I also went Star Fox, but I, went, I wanted to bring up one of my favorite Nintendo titles as far as name goes, uh, Super Baseball 2020 came out this year uh oh i've heard of people i've heard of that game people yeah people have a good 
nostalgia factor. Well, maybe that. not. Well, maybe not anymore, though. I mean, I, I think it's funny that it was supposed to be like, oh, it's baseball in the future, and now people are like, oh, With and, the and now people are like, oh yeah, twenty twenty. <laughs> let me tell you, yeah, real real nostalgic year twenty twenty. Yeah, I wish I could go back. You know, so. Uh, the, the, I'm also going to pick Star Fox, make it unanimous, because as we discussed when we brought up Star Fox last time, I was super into that at the time, and Star Fox was going to be my thing, and then the series didn't really go the way I wanted it to. Oh, and uh, and fun, fun fact, when I was doing my, my Zelda research, uh, the Link's Awakening remake sold more than the original and the Game Boy Color remake combined. I found out. I feel like wow. that came up on the show before, it, but yeah, that well, is well, crazy. It, it, yeah, it sold over six million copies of the remake, but just in context, it sold more than the past two games combined. Which wow. Which I'm like surprised when it sold that well. How have they not remade another Zelda game in that art style? Like that art style is just sitting there. You have the assets. Do something with it. It's so cute and adorable. I want to see Re more of it. Remake or or make a new like because, because that too going back to yeah. your hot take like okay like we could have something original outside uh instead of tears of the kingdom or outside of it because there was a six-year gap between those games or seven six or seven years yeah all right 1994 donkey kong country on the super nintendo Donkey sold i'm <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> donkey kong on the game boy super metroid on the super nintendo wario land super mario land 3 on game boy and wario's woods on the nes and snes so now i know nintendo's done because i know that was the last nintendo game so you're last year for original oh, I, 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 I was confused when you said nintendo i was like what <laughs> the uh, you know nes i know the nes yeah. is done here uh, um and wario land super mario land 3 i always thought it was funny how those game boy games got titled because yep. it's almost like how the game boy advance mario series is confusing the game mm. boy mario series is confusing because you have mario land then you have mario land yep. 2 then you have wario land super mario land 3 then you have Wario Land 2. So technically, there's no game that's just Wario Land. There's no Wario Land 1. It's, Wario Land 1 is Super Mario Land it's 3. Incredibly confusing. It is. Yeah. Um, to, to add to confusing and weird Nintendo titles, for me this year is uh, Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball. Um, that's my pick. That is a pop like you know I'm not a sports guy but I I do hear uh that that is a popular series that in the one on Nintendo 64 I think is supposed to be right. really good. Well, right, right, Sugfest, which is which I think which sold more I think. But you know, I forgot to bring this up when we did our our baseball episode, but I I reached out to uh like my baseball friends and I asked them like when you think about playing a baseball game as a kid what athlete do you think of? Everyone says King Griffey Jr. And they, I mean, some said some said more than hmm. one name, but the first name everyone brings up is King Griffey Jr. Because uh, if you're like around 
our age, like like thirties or so, um, and you like baseball, he was probably your guy back in the day because he's you know he's a he's a kid. He was so cool. Um, oh, also, I, I want to also add, nineteen ninety four was the year of Shaq Fu, and also, uh, and yes. also Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City, which came out before Space Jam. So, like, uh, Michael Jordan had a really crazy retirement. Like, like Michael Jordan. And it's also the reason he's not in a lot of sports games from the time is he held out on his license to make things like wow. that. Wow, Kevin, good. Yeah, that, that, that's right. Because in um in the Kobe Bryant basketball game, there are two players left off. Um, one is one is Michael Jordan, and the other is Latrell Sprewell. Uh, Latrell Sprewell. Strange was, decision. Latrell Sprewell wasn't added because he choked out his coach. That was kind of a. Oh, kind of a God. different reason. I love well, random sports horror stories like that. I remember when we were in high school, I don't remember the player, but there was this controversy at the time where there was a hockey player who hit another hockey player with, with their hockey stick, like just like violently. And um, we, we had a class at the time called like team sports or something. And because that was like topical, they gave us like, like a quest, an opinion. It wasn't a quiz but it was like a, a thing the teacher gave us to fill out the answers. And um, it was our opinion on that guy hitting the other guy with the stick. And I wrote the same thing for every answer <laughs> because it was like, question one, do you think he should be suspended for what he did? I was like, yes, he hit a guy with a stick. <laughs> they were like, do you think criminal charges should be filed? Yes, he hit a guy with a stick. <laughs> Like I just wrote the same thing for each answer. All right. Well, well, random. Do you think he should be kicked out of the players' yeah. league? Yes, he hit a guy with his yeah. stick. He was probably he, he was probably still in the video game though. Whatever whatever game that was. But probably. but but the NBA was a little bit different back then. Uh, if you, I mean, there were there were people choking out people. Just they got in trouble for it. Um, and and. Donkey Kong Country. Exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess I guess we don't do my pick this year. <laughs> my pick this year is uh, Super Metroid. Not to be contrarian to all the Donkey Kong Country love, I've tried to get in. I'm not like, you know, picking it over it. It's Donkey Kong Country is like a series I've never been able to get into. I've tried it a few times. There's just something about it that doesn't click with me. I'll probably try it a few more times. In fact, I'm going to have to because eventually it's going to come up as the spotlight game. But um, yeah, it just never clicks with me. I've tried. So Super Metroid's my pick. And that's... All right, in the last year for this 10-year... What's that? This would be year 11. But, but oh. we, we can do it, though. I, I just I didn't write it down. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do it anyway just because I think it's a good stopping point because 96 is when the Nintendo 64 comes out, so we'll create some suspense. Oh, you're going right. to be super angry that year. Um, go ahead. <laughs> so 1995, uh, the games to choose from Earthbound on the Super Nintendo, Donkey Kong Land on Game Boy, Yoshi's Island Super Mario World 2 on the Super Nintendo, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest on the Super Nintendo. 
That's it. Really? So my pick Earth... isn't on there? That's weird. What's your pick? Kirby's Dream Course. Did that come out in 95? It did. Well, that was a glaring omission from the the source I was using. Like I said, there were a few of them because I love that game as well. It's not my pick, but I love that game as well. I would have made sure it was on here. Um. So... I played Earthbound for the first time this year, and I did really like it, but I don't know how soon I'm going to replay it. I loved Yoshi's Island when we replayed it for the podcast, though. I'm going Yoshi's Island. I'm surprised you're not going with Donkey Kong Country 2, Sean. I've heard that that's like the best of the Super Nintendo Donkey Kongs. I I haven't never beaten that one. Oh, okay. (laughs) And... I don't know. Kirby's Dream Course is in like my top five games ever. So interesting. Uh, and I Harrison, wasn't prepared. I was, I'm going Yoshi's. I'm I'm, I'm going oh, okay. Yoshi's Island. I'm I'm looking through. Yeah, th- yeah. There's nothing. I don't. I, I mean, I was I was so young, but it's weird how like there's certain years where I where I have like five or ten like real nostalgic games, and some years where I have like one. I don't know. It's 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 yeah. very strange, um, but but yeah. Okay, so so that's our first eleven years. All right. Well, next week we'll be starting with nineteen ninety six, and I'll spoil this. It's one of the hardest decisions in this entire thing that I made was that year. Um, the two two games I love very much came out in ninety six, but we'll talk about that next week. Well, we'll oh. we'll see if I get your, you know, might be a short ire. podcast. <laughs> and now on to our spotlight game. So I know we missed a week of podcasts, but uh, we still kept the same game in there. So we played Super Mario World, Super sorry, Super Mario Brothers two, which came out in nineteen. 19- 88 in North America, September 1988, and September of 1992 in Japan. One of the only games that came out in North America before Japan. I like um, that in Japan, it was Super Mario USA! <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows this game started off as Doki Doki Panic, uh, but it's not just the simple reskin. I looked into no. this for this segment because um, I've never really looked into what the differences are like what did they change from the original game to make this a mario brothers game and there's a video on youtube that's like 40 minutes long and i just kind of took the most interesting parts so here's a couple key differences from doki doki panic to super mario brothers 2. so the phantom faces are different in both versions the face that chases you um it hate those guys it doesn't start chasing you until you leave the room in the original game. And obviously in the Mario one, it starts chasing you as soon as you pick up that key. Well, um, that would have been nice to keep the same. And they added more to them in Super Mario Brothers. There's not as many in the original game because they liked that mechanic so much. <laughs> um, the crab boss is new. In the original, it was another battle with Mauser. So that guy is new. 
um, a lot of enemy placements, just like a lot. That's why this video is 40 minutes long. It's just like a lot uh, of enemy okay. placements here and there are different uh, to make some things easier and some things harder. The music is different. So the subspace theme, the star theme, which is the classic Mario, that's different. Um, the The main theme is extended in the Super Mario Brothers version. So it's the same in the original, but shorter. It loops quicker. Same thing with the character select screen. That music is longer. Um, and the cave theme in the original has no bongos. And it's a slower tempo. What? S slower tempo. Yeah, no bongos. Uh, a lot of sound effects are different. The potion is a magic lamp in the original. And here's the okay. worst one. You can't combo throw enemies hmm. in the original. You know how you can go like, voot, 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 and like knock like four enemies out with the sure. same thing? Yeah. You do that. Um, you can't. Here's a crazy one. So in the original game, you can't switch characters midway through an adventure you what you do is you have the character select screen and wherever you left off with that character is where you'll have to pick up with them when you want to use them so if you're on level five and you want to use a character you haven't used since level two now you have to beat level two three and four to get to level five and use mm. them there that is that's weird, weird. yeah so uh, and to to kind of help this in the original you could save your progress which you can't do in the mario brothers one. Oh, hmm. oh. so those are well, the major well, wait you, you can save you can save your progress in doki doki panic well yes wait wait wait, wait japan japan hold on hold on hold on so 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 <laughs> you don't you don't give us the lost levels because it's too difficult for western audiences but in Japan, you can save your game. I mean, I guess they didn't want to pay for the batteries. <laughs> this was actually um, th this game. I remember there was a shortage of them when it came out, something to do with some kind of computer chip at the time. Like you can literally go on YouTube and find news stories from the year that Super Mario Brothers 2 came out. So that there was like a shortage. Was that like the first time that happened in the gaming Probably industry? Not. Might be. I don't know. I, I, well, I don't know. I, yeah, there might be something yeah, for Atari. I'm, I'm just saying I don't know because it sounds like something that's going to always happen. Like, like, oh, like, like, like. I feel, yeah. I feel like it's just since the beginning of gaming time. But perhaps, perhaps. Uh. So. Well, I also kind of noted when I was playing, there's a lot of elements of this game that continued on in the franchise that are obvious, like Birdo and the Shy Guys making their debut. But there's there's one thing that I think people don't think about, and that is that this is the first Mario game that allows you to lift and throw objects, which is something that is standard in like every other Mario game. Right. Because if you think about it, you couldn't throw the Koopa shells in super mario brothers you could only step on them right oh yeah right i i mean i think there's like the two biggest innovations is that and then just being able to select multiple different characters because because those are things that follow in very many mainline or other mario games 
So that that leads me into a question I have for you guys. Has your character of choice changed as an adult from when you were a kid? I used to do this funny thing on this. Well, I thought it was funny as a kid where on the character select screen, you know how when you pick the character, they raise their hand. So what I would do is I would ask an inappropriate question and then pick a character so they would raise their hand. Like what? Killed. Uh, This is a family friendly show, sir. (laughs) Who smells bad? Uh, Something something like that. that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, well, great question, Sean. Because I was gonna say, I was gonna say, no, it hasn't. It's always been, it's always been Luigi. And actually, I didn't realize, in, I didn't good realize for until you. yesterday or whenever I was doing this research, they all have different stats. And Luigi, and Luigi oh, is yeah. like the worst one. Like he's not, he's not the fastest. He can't jump the highest. Toad's pretty. Toad's pretty bad. His his specialty is like he can pick things up quicker. I thought uh, Luigi has the best jump. No, I don't have it. I don't have it up here now. But, that I don't. Know. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. It was always. It was always like Luigi and Yoshi for me whenever I was like selecting characters in any game. How about you, Sean? So when I was a kid, I always went with Toad because I felt like that picking stuff up quicker thing helped you. You just but like that he a... sags his pants. <laughs> he had a cool edgy look <laughs> but uh as an adult i go with peach because i like having the control of the descents i feel like luigi's the hardest one to play that game with i was very basic and sometimes used mario but i think i also mostly used peach so and I continue to, although that didn't carry over to 3D World. In 3D World, I used Luigi. So I don't know what happened there. I don't there. know if they, I'm not sure if they have different attribute attributes in 3D World. They do. They do? It's the, it's the same thing. They like carried same it forward thing? as a tradition. Really? Yeah. Peach can float. Luigi has like a hover jump. Mario's kind of just normal. And Toad is super fast. Way for me to not pay attention while I played through that whole game. <laughs> Which is interesting that like that game's like 30 years later and it's got the same roster. So shows a little bit of legacy for this game. Yeah, legacy or copy and paste. Yeah. <laughs> um, b- because like, like there was a couple things. Like I, I watched uh, Gerard's video on this and I'm going to steal one of his takes is that um, he wishes that on like the vertical levels in Super Mario Brothers 2 that they weren't made in that they're not made in blocks. Because I'm sure when like okay. the original Nintendo you had to make it in blocks, but why not when you have better technology, why can't you just make it so that when you go up in the level, you're just going up and you're not going up to the next block. That is that is yeah. And, yeah, and, that makes sense. Um yeah, I I, I think um because we've played quite a few games that have had had remakes and there could be there are there are rooms for quality of life or just overall improvements of the game that wouldn't take away from anything uh i i um i'd like to talk about wart yes for a second <laughs> i agree oh I agree wart's with a good guy wart. you just said yeah 
I, I wish he'd yes. be in more stuff. He's a cool design. Yeah. Uh, I looked up to see if I was missing anything, and and what I saw on Wikipedia was he's mentioned in Paper Mario Color Splash. He has a cameo in The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Yep, and you can yeah. use him in Super Mario Maker. And that's I don't. It. Can you can you use him in Mario Maker? Mario Maker. Mario Maker Two. Can you sorry. use him? I thought he was. I thought it was like reference. There's. I don't know. Um, Oh, I don't. I'm just using Wikipedia listed it. So maybe I just assumed that you could use so, it. Maybe he's just mentioned. Crazy theory. So when Super Mario Odyssey 2 comes out and he's the bad guy, it's going to be amazing. Because oh. I remember, so I remember pre-internet, um, possibly even pre-Super Mario Brothers 3. My friends and I thought that Wart was King Koopa, and the character from the first game was Bowser. And it makes sense uh, if you think about it, because he looks like a king. He's got the robe. He's got a crown. And the second game in the series should give you, like, the villain that, like, outranks the previous villain, you know? So I, I always yeah, thought sure. he was King Koopa and he was Bowser. And I don't know when I discovered the truth. <laughs> so Wart is the first end Mario boss I ever beat, because Mario 2 is the first one I ever completed, actually. Nice. Yeah. And... And I really like this character, but like I think that that final boss battle is a little bit lackluster. I think, but that could be that, that could be true of all of the Nintendo final bosses. Well, it could have been even more lackluster because I learned in the video I watched that in uh, Doki Doki Panic, Wart takes less uh, hits to kill. He takes three in Doki Doki Panic and five in Mario Brothers. I feel like they took a game that was really easy in Japan and made it like Western audience difficult because the actual Super Mario Brothers 2 was way too difficult. So this is like in the well, middle. Let's 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 take away the language we're using here for Super Mario Brothers lost levels as being difficult. Everybody everybody says, oh, it was too difficult for Western audiences. It wasn't difficult. It was a troll. They were trolling gamers with that game. They put blocks intentionally in places to kill you rather than let you enjoy the game. That's not difficulty. That's just that's just trolling. Okay. It is interesting just just the language that is used and you, you think about the kind of kind of data they had of possibly just like sending out physical surveys of uh, of these games but yeah it's just, it's just funny that like we were so disconnected back in the 80s that it's like like oh yeah on this side of the world this game is going to be too difficult for 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 all of these people uh you know i'm really hoping warts one of the last mario kart dlc characters that would be really <laughs> cool I like it's so weird that they don't use him in anything like it it almost makes me wonder if because he was in Doki Doki Panic if there's like a character rights issue I, or something I just think it's it's strange because because there's no like there's no lack of interest or 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 lack of fans I I feel like yeah I feel like Nintendo time and time again has been very particular of what IPs and what characters they put out into the world because I mean, you could put ten warts out into the world, and Nintendo fans are just going to eat it all up. Like, there's plenty of room. Like, like, like I've learned 
over time that there's like there's plenty of room for all of those things uh one of the things i've always liked about mario 2 is that it has such a diverse like menagerie of bad guys and they feel a lot more difficult to fight than koopas like because you have to pick them up and like i like the little detail that they keep trying to move when you've got them and like the only way to hurt them is throw them at each other i i think overall this is one of the more challenging 2d marios it's it's definitely more challenging and and from from one to two there's tons of more ways to go about this game um because just on the fact that you can pick up you know you can you can pick up uh like power blocks you can pick up you know the the stopwatch uh there's um there's different ways to approach the game which is what i'm trying to say this game actually was the first game that instilled a sense of stress in me when playing a video game because of the mask guy like coming Mm -hmm. after you with the key or even the sections where it's like oh hey that door you got to get to, you got to dig down this part of the level and there's all these shy guys walking around. So good luck. And when you get down there, you got to get back up. And I just, I don't remember experiencing that in a game before that. And then Mario brothers three kind of recreated that with those sun levels. Yeah. 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 Although the sun is less scarier than the masks. The masks seem more like hell bent on destroying you i i thought i thought the sun level when i was a kid was terrifying i mean i i because i thought it was like a clown it's like this this the way that it smiles at you like like that's that's that that was a scary part to me but then that was also the one where as i got older i stopped using the using the p-wing and i got and i just enjoyed like trying to go as fast as possible this is not a Super Mario Brothers three discussion, though. No, that ship has sailed. To go back yeah, to other episodes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and uh, I, uh, I, I never read like the, the the insert, like like the story behind this game. But uh, yeah, like like Wart, oh, really? Wart hates vegetables, which is why which is why you throw the vegetables. Yes, and uh, so this starts out with with Mario. Mario has a dream about this like subcon world. And then the next day goes on a picnic with the other three characters. And they realize that like they all had the same dream the night before, which, <laughs> which is just yes. kind of like, like they were all, they were all hallucinating the same thing together. Huh? It, 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 it happens. It, it, it does happen, oh. and, it, and it's a perfect way to like justify bringing in another world or another dimension. You can just add in dreams or time travel or whatever it might be. Uh, but yeah, very very interesting backstory on this. Um, my favorite my favorite boss was the is the fry guy. Even though when I was a kid, once I got to world four. I was like, this, this, this sucks. Like, like this is no good. Because <laughs> once again, like, yeah. I think my favorite boss is the snake. 
but the fry guy is good. I feel like all the bosses are pretty good. So where let's start with Sean. Um, Sean, where would you rank this game? So I put it at number six because Kirby's adventure just has a few things that put it just above Mario two, but I have such fond memories of this game. And like I said, it's the first Mario I completed it. I feel like it is better than everything that's underneath it. Yeah, I agree. I love this game. I've said before that I actually think I like this more than Super Mario Brothers 3. So that's exactly where I ranked it. It's my number three game now, uh, oh, wow. right above Super Mario Brothers 3. Because uh, I like them both, but I, I feel like I have a little more nostalgia for this one. Uh, like, I remembered when we were, I remembered when I was looking stuff up for it for this week that the super mario brothers super show took so much from this game because super mario brothers 3 wasn't out yet and then that got its own cartoon so it just so much nostalgia for this game but uh harrison put it where you also at number three so uh right above that is link to the past and right below that is yoshi's island yep all right all right so yeah i i think in my case, the the top five there being what they are, just a little better. But yeah, I think Super Mario Two. I I know Harrison kind of always does this, but this is one if you haven't played it, definitely if you've got the online service, give it a shot because it it's really just unique, and there are elements that have carried over, like the shy guy's just the normal enemy now in Mario, and it's like, well, this is where they started, so. All right, and with that, let us do our pick for next week and find out what we're playing. I just feel bad for whatever it is. It's like, oh, what are you going to do while Tears of the Kingdom updates? (laughs) (laughs) So obviously, besides playing Tears of the Kingdom, we're going to be playing a Sega Genesis classic, question mark? Uh, Sega Genesis game. Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, which, Sean, you love your puzzle games, so it's time. Yeah, I'm not good at that one, but I'll give it a go. It's basically Puyo Puyo, I think. Thank God we didn't pick, like, Ocarina of Time or something this week. Like, 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 I just, I just, I just, I I wanted something that wasn't going to be, like, too time consuming. Yeah, I, I can I definitely, the mean bean machine will get some time to shine before, you know, Hyrule takes over my existence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, I forgot. Uh, the, the actual pick is a super long RPG. Um, <laughs> oh, that's it's, a really good one. It's Earthbound. You have to play Earthbound this week, all of it. Um, okay. Anyway, as always, keep in mind, we're Nintendo fans, not Nintendo experts. So if you'd like to send us any corrections or anything, just email us. We got the Nintendo Therapy Pod at gmail.com account hopping. I checked it before this recording. Ain't nobody talking to us. So send us an email there. We got Nintendo tw- Twitter thing. Nintendo, <laughs> We're at Nintendo Therapy on Twitter. Um, and Nintendo Therapy on Reddit. Search that. Or and with, leave a comment below for wherever those end up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know. And we'll be all back here next week for more best Nintendo game of the year picks and more 
bean machining. 